This is Not Quite Dead, a gal pal horror movie discussion podcast. We do deep dives on our favorite scary movies, but sometimes we really just like to keep it shallow. I'm your host, Kate. I'm Megan. Get ready for all the spoilers. infamously hates Christmas. It's true. So why in the world would you subject yourself to 25 days of Christmas movies? Why do I subject myself to 25 days of movies about Christmas when I don't like Christmas? I mean, I think being miserable is kind of funny. I think I've said, I might've even said that before on this show. And it's a really easy way to just sort of prime me for the holiday season because I like movies. I guess being miserable does have good overlap with the general theme of our podcast, which is fairly far removed from holiday (laughs) comedies. (laughs) When you said you wanted to join me on this 25 days of Christmas movies, I immediately was like, okay, we have to figure out how to make this work for our podcast. (laughs) I don't know how we'll do it, but we've got to figure it out Um, because it just made it so much more fun to watch some of these with you knowing that we'd get to talk about them. As we've done in, you know, a previous year where we did find some Christmas horror movies this year, The 25 movies that you selected to watch are just generally more of the standard Christmas ilk, but there's a lot of strife and problems and problematic issues just in holiday movies in general. And so I think that we had a good approach for how to make this work in the not quite dead universe of movie discussion. It can go that direction. It can get dark. I think our plan to point out the most horrifying part of each movie, I think it worked. I think it worked. And I I think we touched on a few of our more esoteric themes with this episode. So in this very special, not quite dead holiday extravaganza, we are going to be speed running you through 25 Christmas movies what our favorite parts were of those movies, the most horrifying parts of those movies, and just how Christmassy are they? Yeah. And kicking us off is the movie that I always kick off this 25-day list with uh, is Love Actually. And Love Actually, I actually just love this movie. Aside from it being a Christmas movie, it's just one of my, one of my favorite rom-coms. I love this one too. I think I've watched it at least once a year for Christmas every year since I was 12 years old. (laughs) All right. Well, we have 25 movies to get through, so let's kick it off. Uh, What was your favorite? What is your favorite part of this movie? There's so many good ones. I know. This movie, it was hard to pick, but my all-time favorite part is 
Bill Nye, who plays the aging rock star, telling his manager, who he's just been dunking on this whole movie, <laughs> yeah. that he loves him. It's just so sweet. And I really, I really love platonic love. So that's my favorite part. <laughs> it is a really cute scene. You're right. Um, but I went with the Jamie and Aurelia proposal. I love how they both learned each other's languages. I really liked their story in general. I thought it was just so cute how they were attracted to each other but couldn't communicate. And then uh, the nice little bow at the end is that they finally learn to communicate in each other's languages. It's very cute. That scene is hilarious, too. I love the game of telephone that happens as they're walking through the streets. <laughs> what about horrifying? That's an easy one. That is Emma Thompson's scene where she finds out she's being cheated on. I cried the first time I saw that. It ruined me. <laughs> that was also my horrifying moment. I said her getting her heart stomped on by Alan Rickman. It's just so devastating. He's such a bozo in this movie. Yeah. R.I.P. So for me, I ranked my Christmassy movies out of five. <laughs> and this one gets a, a straight five out of five on the Christmas level. It is easy to watch for the holiday season. Okay. My rating system is extremely arbitrary. And it's just sort of like <laughs> me talking through what I think. I gave it like 50-50 rom-com Christmas because I feel like you can watch this movie anytime during the year and enjoy it. It doesn't have to. It's not strictly a Christmas movie to me, but that's just usually when I watch it. Yeah, I could see that. All right. Next is Gremlins, which we have talked about before. We have. And I know... We talked at length about this, and so if you are a dedicated listener, you would probably guess that my high is Kate's absolutely deranged speech about her dad dying in the chimney dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I was just so happy at the end of this movie when Billy has to give Gizmo back because I was like, for fuck's sake, now this can be over. <laughs> he, he was basically <laughs> destroying the town with being an idiot. I also liked the spider gremlin jumping out of the fountain. I just Classic. enjoy that. Yeah, I really enjoy that monster. Well, my horrifying is when you see all of the gremlins in their pupil stage because it is just such good classic gooey body horror my most horrifying aspect of this movie is more of an idea which is that the going rate for gizmo today would be about 500 bucks based on what he paid in the 80s right and that's like not enough there would be gremlins everywhere yeah it'd be a mess we'd, <laughs> we'd all die <laughs> but i don't really think of this movie as a true christmas movie i'm just pleased that it has some christmas elements in it so that i can put it on this list <laughs> this one is so not christmasy for me i gave it a two out of five because i think there's some like snow and stuff at the beginning <laughs> and he's buying this as a Christmas present for his kid right but it's not it's not a Christmas movie on the other hand I had never seen Friday After Next I did not expect it it's 
surprisingly funny. I was having a good time watching it. Yeah. My favorite part was just all the girls' outfits at the party. I thought they looked so cool. Yeah. (laughs) They made me want to be at that party. I know. That was such a fun, like, house party that they were at. I love Day Day. The character, his jokes are so funny. I felt like I was cracking up every time he was on the screen. I just wanted more Day Day. Day Day is great, but he served as my most horrifying part when they show him at the end as an old man. Like he's wearing all the prosthetics and I was like, oh, like it looked frightening. I hated it. My most horrifying moment is when they're implying that Terry Crews is raping Cat Williams in the bathroom at that house party. Yeah, that was pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) And it's supposed to be for comedy. And I was like, I don't feel right (laughs) laughing about this. I know. It was that era of finding like man on man rape really humorous, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, 90s. Definitely a Christmas movie. Oh, for sure. Um, Despite that. Santa's even the bad guy. (laughs) I immediately gave it a four out of five just from the opening credits. The like animated Christmas credits. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that was cool, too. Well, the Santa Claus. I owned this on VHS growing up. And I don't know why, but I loved it. I just always loved this movie. You know, I... Liked it a lot more watching it now as an adult than I had maybe the last time I saw it. Um, I feel like I was just picking up on more things than when I was a kid. But I will say that something that I always liked when I was a kid and I still liked today was the kid elves. Like I like that the elves are little kids. They're so cute. They've got glitter on their faces. And Bernard is kind of like a grumpy teenager elf because he's the (laughs) oldest one. It's just very cute. I just thought in general, this movie is basically Tim Allen at his best. Like, this is how I want to consume Tim Allen. This is just Tim Allen doing a really great character of himself. Yeah, this is probably peak Tim Allen. And if he had not been cast in this, it feels like a part that would have gone to like Jim Carrey. (laughs) It's very like in Jim Carrey's lane. This movie really made getting divorced seem nightmarish and dealing with your exes and just how rude they were to each other all the time. I very similarly had that my most horrifying part of this movie is how much Tim Allen rips on Neil the stepdad. And Neil the stepdad, he's got his like cozy sweaters and he's a therapist and he just cares about making sure that their kid is not emotionally traumatized. And Tim Allen is way more invested in just like making fun of him aggressively. Yeah. I hate it. Despite that, this movie is a five out of five on the Christmas. Oh, totally. It's a cool concept, I think, like the birth of Santa, like how it happens. I think mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting. But yeah, totally all all Christmas. Our next one is Charlie Brown Christmas, which it had been a minute since I watched this one. I love the yeah. soundtrack, of course. But my favorite is I just love how dry especially early Charlie Brown, I feel like modern Charlie Brown stuff is very like cutesy and childish. And there's just this line where someone says, of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest about him being a sad sack. And I just love it. (laughs) I love the musical dance rehearsal scene. It's just so funny to watch all the little kids doing their goofy dancing. The way the animators Mm -hmm. um, have them is just so funny and cute. I love it. 
Horror was kind of hard. Okay, my controversial horror <laughs> is it's so religious at the end. Like way, way, way more like, religious. Where did this than, come from? <laughs> yeah, than any kids Christmas movie gets these days. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot actually. You're right. I I kind of forgot about that, but I was like, whoa, where did that come from? But for me, it was just everyone dunking on Charlie Brown the whole time. Just so (laughs) mean to him. And how does he go on? Even his own dog was ripping on him in his own way, right? Like, (laughs) I don't understand how Charlie Brown has made it without committing suicide. It just seems like very depressing. (laughs) I'm going to victim blame here. It's his own fault. He's so easy to make fun of. So great. Yeah, even Kate shits on Charlie Brown. <laughs> the horror. I said this was mostly Christmassy. I know it's like Charlie Brown's Christmas, but it really doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. A lot of the gags like don't have much to do with it, but it, I'd put mostly, mostly Christmas. And see, I gave this one a five out of five. I think like I hear the Charlie Brown like Christmas music and I'm like, Oh, I'm in a mall. I'm in the 90s. I am like shopping for Christmas presents with my family. Like, yeah, it just puts me there. So five out of five for me. Ooh, I am so excited about the next one because you had not seen it. And I just love this movie. I was so excited to buy it. And it's Bad Santa. It was so good. I actually had a hard part picking a high. And so my general high was any scene with the chubby little kid. I love that he calls him Santa the whole movie. He just is like, oh, that's Santa. It's just he's so sweet and naive and dumb. And I just want to hug him and protect him. And he's great. He is great. And he's definitely part of my favorite aspect of the movie, too. Just... Like how this Billy Bob Thornton character cannot deal with this kid. This kid is so awkward and weird. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) to this kid (laughs) all the time? Um, Just his general interactions with kids I found just so funny. I did love the arc of Billy Bob Thornton coming around to like wanting to protect the kid and make sure that things were good for him. I had a hard time with horror. I I wrote down um, the scene where Bernie Mac gets pancaked by a dump truck. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty bad. It, like, genuinely surprised me when that little kid cut his hand. He had that big cut on his hand. Yes. a present for Billy Bob, and he got blood all over it. I put, like... 90% Christmas because there's so many sour attitudes in this movie. I put four out of five. Um, I think that because Billy Bob Thornton has this like redemption arc where he like does come around for the kid at the end and gets him a present that the kid asked for. Like, it's very sweet. I forget the name of the next movie because I didn't write it down. I just wrote down Lindsay Lohan movie. Falling for Christmas. Lindsay's return. Oh, boy. That was this uh, one. I always like to add a couple, one or you know maybe one or two Hallmark type movies because I enjoy ripping on them as I watch them. But you know this one wasn't too 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 terrible. 
I liked Lindsay Lohan's pink ski outfit so much. That was my favorite part. My favorite part was the like homoerotic subtext between Tad and Ralph. I was really hoping that would go somewhere. (laughs) It didn't, but I was hoping it did. Yeah, it was weird too. I was like, why is this guy pretending to be straight? Like, what is he getting out of this? Yeah. Or is he just bi? I I couldn't tell. I was expecting the twist at the end for him and this, you know, woodsman to run off together. It was a missed opportunity, let's say. Well, I wrote down that having amnesia is my horrifying part. That's a good one. That would be scary. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that is really scary. That's a really good one. My horrifying part was that This guy is running a struggling business and is asking for help from the big investor who runs the big ski lodge, and the dad only invests in the little mom-and-pop ski lodge because his daughter's working there and boning the guy who owns it now. I, like, hated that. I was like, oh, cool, capitalism at work. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't feel very Christmassy to me. I said that it's 100% Christmas. It's just... Yeah. All Christmas, all the time in this movie. I gave it a five out of five. I don't think it gave me the like warm, fuzzy Christmas feeling, but it does just hit you over the head like a blunt object with Christmas. A merry friggin' Christmas. I hadn't seen this one either. Yeah. I didn't like this movie. I didn't like it either. I, my high was the younger brother who adopted his ex's baby and was just trying to step up and be a good dad. I was like, okay, that's nice. Yeah, that was nice. I put the scene with Candace Bergen and the Gilmore girl, because I forgot her name, in the attic. I just thought them bonding was a nice moment in the movie, full of really awful moments. Yes, yes, I could see that. My horrifying was um, Robin Williams' entire character. I am so bummed that this was one of his last roles, because I just feel like... The writing wasn't good. It wasn't funny. It would have been so much funnier had they just let Robin Williams do his thing. But instead, they wrote him as this kind of uptight, kind of conservative, be a man, don't be a pussy kind of character. And I'm just like, that's not who Robin Williams is, though. Why did you do this to him? It was a weird role for him to be in. Yeah, I basically said the same thing, but just being forced to hang out with a parent or family member this toxic especially around the holidays would be awful like for me that's like the thing of nightmares I just hate being around people (laughs) that behave like the way he is yeah it would be awful two out of five for Christmas Eve for me it made me like dread the holidays because I was like oh for some people this is really miserable I put mostly I guess I gave it a 90 this time because it takes place around Christmas. But these people are just dicks like all the time, right? So it wouldn't really matter if it was a Christmas movie or not. I agree. I don't think that this is one I would come back to. No, I'm probably going to remove it from next year's list. Ooh, I like this. Already planning for next year. Well, it was a nice palate cleanser to get on to the next one, which is ultimate classic Home Alone. Yeah. One of the best Christmas movies, I think. I don't think that anything is better than Kevin's elaborate Rube Goldberg style traps to get those guys. Like, he's just so freaking clever. I'm like, everyone's just 
we're going to use the phrase dunking on so many times in this episode, but his family is like dunking on him so hard at the beginning. Oh and he's so God. freaking smart. Yeah. How ingenious was his cutout party scene? Oh my gosh, with the music. Super cute and very clever. And I mean, the robbers are kind of like, that doesn't quite look right, but we're not going to mess with it. And it's just mm-hmm. enough to keep them away. It's like very clever. And I love that scene. I do too. But again, dealing with a family like this on Christmas is my horrifying part. Like, and why would anybody want to go to Paris with this many people? Oh, my God. I know. I hated the idea of it. They have that scene of them in the hotel room where it's just like dozens of children. And I was like, no one's going to enjoy this. Why are you doing this? It would be so expensive. My horrifying part, because I think it's so true to being a child, is that radiator in the basement where it's just like big scary monster in the basement. Yeah. It's such a funny kind of like surreal thing. But yeah, five out of five on the Christmassy rating for me. Yeah, for me, it's definitely a Christmas movie because he learns so many lessons in it. And not just him, but I think his family learns not to be such dicks too. So speaking of... Jim Carrey movies we have How the Grinch Stole Christmas so I actually didn't watch the Jim Carrey one because I hate it I watched the cartoon I mean the Boris Karloff songs are incredible so I don't blame you I do love that one I did watch the Jim Carrey one I love Martha May Houvier in the Jim Carrey one, she's like this very fashionable, super horny who. And like, I just think it's such a funny character in a kid's movie. I enjoyed the commentary on capitalism. I like when uh, the who's come together at the end and don't give a shit that all their presents were stolen. It's nice. Yes, that is nice. I mean, my low in the Jim Carrey version is um, they're really explicit about how mean all of the people were to the Grinch as yes. a kid. Like they make fun of him for having a hairy face and just looking different than everybody else. And like no one could possibly love him because he's like an ugly little monster. Oh, it's so sad. So sad. Yeah. I hate it. He's a cute little monster, right? He is. For me, it was kind of tough to find horror in this cartoon, but there is one moment <laughs> That I found truly terrifying, which is when the sleigh is hanging on the precipice of the mountain (laughs) right before it slides down. That is scary. You know, what's funny is I would give the cartoon version like a five out of five. Um, And, you know, I would give Jim Carrey's version also a five out of five, but like with a little caveat that like it's just a little bit meaner than the cartoon. And the cartoon's a a little sweeter. Yeah, you like the Who's in the cartoon. You really, I don't Mm -hmm. like them in the Jim Carrey one. Miracle on 34th Street, a classic. And uh, we, I watched the original. Did you watch the original or the remake? I did the original. I did the 40s one. I actually haven't seen the remake. I uh, confused this one with It's a Wonderful Life. (laughs) I told you that this was my favorite. It's not. It's a, it's a Wonderful Life is my favorite. Um, I put on Miracle on 34th and I was like, oh, no, I was thinking of the other one. The other black and white movie <laughs> that exists. My high um, is I like it's such a quick scene. There's a little Dutch girl that gets adopted and the mom is like, she doesn't speak English. 
And Santa's like, no worries. And then he speaks Dutch to the little Dutch girl. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, like, the other little girl who thinks that he's Santa is just, like, watching him. It's cute. Uh, yeah, the kids were cute in this movie. I thought Susan was very cute. I like the scene where she pretends to be a monkey. It's just a silly, <laughs> quick, throwaway thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for, like, these old Christmas movies, but Miracle is not one I can back to. My horrifying is that this is just an ad for Macy's, right? I know. <laughs> That's the plot, is that this is an ad for Macy's? Pretty much. <laughs> I, I was reading that they made the movie and then decided to get approval from Macy's afterwards, right? And so if Macy's had said no, they would have had to reshoot a bunch of stuff using a different store. So little tidbit for me, I put having your sanity on trial like this is horrifying. What the hell did this mm -hmm. guy do? He's just Santa. Like let him pretend he's Santa. If you don't believe him, who cares? Who is this benefiting? I know it, that is a very weird element. And one of the reasons why I have not watched the remake is because I've heard that the like court scenes is like most of the movie. Oh, in the remake yeah it's like i guess like 45 minutes of straight like court scene i put that this is definitely all around a christmas movie i would not watch it otherwise yeah this one it's only for the christmas spirit otherwise i would not come back to it although santa's sleigh <laughs> first time watching it i might so watch good. it every year it's pretty yeah. funny Yes, this is an actual horror holiday movie. We might cover it, like, maybe next year or something. I don't know. We'll see. But I fucking love this movie. It was weird. It was just bonkers and fun to watch. It was so fun. I loved how it was so action-y. I love that they gave wrestler Santa, like, no lines because he obviously can't act. It was so hilariously bad. It's, like, really hard to make a movie purposefully bad and funny and this one just like hits all the right notes it's so so good definitely worth a rewatch yeah I had too many favorite scenes but I just really enjoyed the energy that this guy brought to the role like whether or not he can act he, you could tell he was having a lot of fun and mm -hmm. it made me have fun watching so my most horrifying part was he is Santa really arbitrarily picks who to kill um and he still decided to kill the jewish deli owner and i was like come on man like yeah <laughs> just leave him alone <laughs> yeah i mean i just put down the fact that santa's real and wants to murder you is pretty fucking horrifying yes oh man and there was that really great like claymation sequence in the oh that's too. right so many good moments in this one like it was just so funny really good I could I would spend too much time talking about it and we got a lot of movies to go it's a great bad movie and Santa's the star of the show so I put I put a hundred percent a hundred percent Christmas you know what I had it as four out of five I think I like just talking about it makes me want to bump it up to five out of five <laughs> I had knocked it a little bit because of the the horror elements my ranking is very based on like oh how warm and excited for the season does this make me and this one is just like a funny topical movie so I did give it a four out of five I'll keep it there yeah yeah that's probably true but I'm not going to change my answer all right well why don't we take a quick break and we will come back and get to the rest of these movies on our list 
Welcome back. We covered before the break the first 12 days of Christmas movies. No golden rings. We are picking up the back half, day 13, with Ernest Saves Christmas, which I had never seen before. I think I had seen it as a kid, but I didn't remember it. I totally forgot how goofy this character is. My high for this one was when Ernest was pretending to be the lawyer and trying to act more a much more intelligent and slick than he is normally. <laughs> than Jim Varney usually does. Yeah. I really liked the introduction. It had some really great double entendre jokes that were very clever. And I felt like that was actually missing from the rest of the movie. So the intro was my high point and it only got worse. <laughs> Oh my gosh, my low point was like this whole movie. I had never seen anything with Ernest before. Oh, really? Didn't know what Ernest was oh my gosh. going into this. And so my horrifying thing was this whole character. I just I didn't like the close-ups. I didn't like the the yokel stereotype. I don't know. Everything about it was just like killing me to watch. <laughs> yeah, I watched Ernest as a kid. I remember going to see Ernest Scared Stupid with my dad in the theater and I loved it. Okay. I thought it was so hilarious. And it's not really jiving with me anymore. But my horrifying moment was something that I actually thought was horrifying, which is flying around the globe at the speed they were going and they had no spacesuits. That'd be so scary. I mean, they'd be skeletons, right? That is scary. Put it in space order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gave this one generously a two out of five. And on reflection, I want to give it a one out of five. I was like, eh, it's about Christmas. So I think I gave it like a 90%. Oh, no, 80%. Okay. So what is that? Four stars. Yeah. It's just sort of a goofy movie. It, it doesn't have to be about Christmas. It just happens to be about Christmas. Does he save Christmas, Kate? I guess we're still celebrating, so we all have Ernest to thank for that. Oh, next movie is a cheat movie. I so good. always put this on my list. It's Batman Returns. It's not really a Christmas movie, but it has Christmas not in it, <laughs> so I count it. <laughs> I love this movie. My high for this one is Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. So sexy, so insane. I love it. I love when she is tearing apart the clothes in her closet and sewing together her cat suit. And I should have realized that I was gay a lot younger than I did because I just remembered being so obsessed with Michelle Pfeiffer and her cat suit as a kid. I just wanted to watch that scene over and over and over and over again when I was like six years old. I felt the same way. I mean, I just enjoyed how expressive her sexuality was, but I don't think I understood that's what was going on. But I, I did love that suit too. I put down the scene when Catwoman and Penguin, because really this movie is all about them. They meet up and they just have a banter back and forth in his bedroom and a bunch of goofy puns like Batman old timey Batman puns back and forth at each other about being a cat or bird <laughs> She ends up putting the bird in her mouth. I, I just think it's so funny. And I also wrote down, she's super hot. The opposite of super hot and sexy is the penguin. Um, <laughs> Definitely. He was my horrifying moment. I mean, from them 
keeping him in a cage as a child to that like perpetual black goo that's just like oozing out of his mouth all the time just total nightmare fuel totally i i just put down the horror that i face in every batman movie which is having to rely on batman to deal with crime i like how existential you are it seems chaotic I tried to go for like actual like horror where I was like, oh, that's kind of scary. I know. I went back and forth on some of these. <laughs> yeah. My Christmassy rank for this one was quite low because yeah. this is tangentially a Christmas movie. It's like one or two out of five. Yeah. I just wrote down barely. So we can say half a star. Christmas again was a really interesting addition to this list and yet another one I had not seen before. My high for it was that it was just a very different kind of Christmas movie. It was an indie movie. It was kind of plotless. Um, and the lead actor character, super hot. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to me. <laughs> I. Uh, it's funny. I actually didn't care for this movie. And it's new to the list for me. So I hadn't seen it yet either and I was just like where is this going nowhere uh, yeah it went nowhere which is something you either want or don't want I wasn't down for it especially when I saw how high the ratings were for it but my favorite part or I guess it was enjoyable because it was relatable was when he started yelling at his lazy friends it's like oh I can relate to that <laughs> that's annoying I totally agree. It was kind of plotless. It kind of dampened my like Christmassy feeling towards this movie. My low point for this one or the horrifying point for this one, besides this guy's like kind of endless drudgery of like working a seasonal job, is the theremin music that they use in the especially in the beginning. It was very like eerie, yeah, kind of spooky sounding. You're right. The music was interesting. I thought the Part of the film where the woman wakes up in his, I guess, trailer and doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know who the guy is. She doesn't know what happened or how she got there. I think that would be horrifying. And she's like, cool with it. You can tell she's like done this a million times, but it would scare me. would never be that cool of a girl. No. Yeah, this one got like a two out of five for me. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I guess it's mostly Christmas because... He's only here to sell Christmas trees, and that's all we're following. But the vibe is just down. Like, the vibe is such a downer. I was like, I don't think of this as a Christmas movie. Something that felt really like a Christmas movie to me was Spirited, oh the next one on our list. Yeah. Um, my high point was you putting this one on our list, very obviously having read nothing about it. Yep. And I was so excited once I realized. You sent me a text message reminding me to go in blind. Like, make sure don't read anything about it. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a great movie. I was like, Zach, you've got to watch this with me. Kate made it sound so interesting. And we turn it on and I was like, wait a minute. This is a fucking musical. <laughs> fucking Kate. I was like, she put this on the list obviously not knowing it's a musical I mean it just <laughs> so came so out excited for you to realize <laughs> I was trying to be festive and oh it's a new movie on Apple I should put this on the list and yeah that's coming off next year what was your high my high of this movie anytime they weren't singing was fine but the non-singing scenes between Octavia and Will I thought were very cute and I thought they had good chemistry they did I love an age-appropriate love pairing yes 
my low are horrifying. I had two. One was that it was an actual musical. Ugh. The other horrifying thing was him getting hit by a truck and dying at the end. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty great. I was like, oh, that's convenient. He's dead. So now he can't be an asshole anymore. That worked out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to also write down the fact that it's a musical, but I was like, okay, that's not fair. I need to actually <laughs> think about it. So I wrote down realizing or, or thinking about how many people your actions have actually caused to be killed. We, you know, we see Ryan Reynolds feeling bad because this one kid potentially commits suicide. And I'm like, dude, how many other people have done that that you don't even know about? It is sad. This one I did feel like it was very Christmassy, though, because it's Mm -hmm. ripping on a Christmas carol. And I feel like it's hard to beat that. So I did feel like this one had that spirit, spirited going for it. Har har. (laughs) Okay, Kate, I had never seen Christmas Vacation before. What? Yeah. Are you serious? I'm serious. I don't even know if I've seen Vacation. I really don't know if I've seen it and have forgotten. But I didn't know what happened in this movie till I saw it. Yeah. I want to hear your high first then. Okay. Well, I don't think Chevy Chase is very funny at all. My high was the cameo by Julia Louise Dreyfus. That was such a nice surprise. I was like, what is she doing in a movie? The yuppie neighbors. I know. They're so funny. They're like dinks, right? Yeah. They're so (laughs) grumpy. What about you? My high was the giant Christmas tree. Mm. They go and like get that Christmas tree and they set it up in their living room only because every single time we got a real tree when I was a kid, my family always made the joke like from a Christmas vacation Uh. (laughs) about like the giant Christmas tree. So that's my high. I mean, this movie is just very nostalgic for me because I feel like we watched it a lot when I was a kid. My horror element to this movie is just... The way Chevy Chase's character was like, yeah, we'll just have the family here. In fact, we'll just invite more family. You guys see a theme? I'm like, I don't want to be married to somebody (laughs) who is so actively trying to get relatives over on Christmas. My horrifying moment was when he realizes he doesn't get his Christmas bonus. And I guess the like realization that he just needed to like faux kidnap his boss and like threaten him and then he would just get everything he ever wanted. And it works. It did work. I guess he eventually got his bonus in the end. Yeah, this one on like rewatch is not great because of Chevy Chase, but because of the nostalgia factor for totally. me, this one is like peak Christmas. Yeah, I-, I can totally see that. It's fun. It's a fun movie. Now we get to come back to Christmas Carol. With the best Christmas carol of them all, which is so good. A Muppet Christmas Carol. I love this one. I had so many highs, but I wanted to do maybe an unconventional high, which is I really love the characters Statler and Waldorf. And so I really like that they had them both be Marley and they do the Marley and Marley song. And that's a really good song. I like that one. It is a good song. My high is also comprised of a duo, and that's Gonzo and Rizzo. I just love all their little gags throughout the movie. They're just funny together. They, like, have this bromance, it kind of feels like. I don't know. I love when Rizzo goes through the gate after they struggle to get through it. He's like, you fit through that? (laughs) This is pretty great. I thought the ghost of Christmas past was super creepy looking. It's, a li- it's supposed to be like a little girl puppet, 
And I was like, that's creepy as fuck. I would be creeped out by that one. Uh, and something about her face. What about you? Mine was that this is a Muppet Christmas Carol. It is so obviously for children. And that in the vision with Christmas yet to come, they still have Tiny Tim dying. I like it. I do too. I don't think that we should be pulling back from like kids knowing about death, but it is still kind of like a, oh, yeah, they don't have enough money. And so their kid died. <laughs> so sad. That's Christmas kids. I, I know. know. And he's such a cute little frog. So definitely 100% Christmas movie. It's a Christmas classic. Oh, my God. It should be yes. on everyone's like list. A thousand percent. And we didn't really do – we forgot to rate Christmas Vacation, but – I think that's also definitely 100% for me. Five out of five for me too. Yeah. Very Christmassy. Rudolph, we got a short one. Yes. It was a nice little palate cleanser. A nice little short claymation. Um, my high for this one is um, a little bit of a contextual story. I have a four-month-old baby who's not sleeping through the night. And so I cannot remember anything. My husband has been saying for like a month the phrase she thinks I'm cute and I was like what is that and he was like it's from that claymation Rudolph movie and I was like I have no idea what you're talking about and then I watched this movie saw that scene and this morning I dressed Levi in a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer sweater and I said Mike Look, she thinks I'm cute. It's like it's from that movie. Oh, my god. And Mike gosh. was like, are you joking right now? I've been saying that. And you've been looking at me like I'm an idiot for a month. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because I cannot remember anything. How oh, the tables have turned. Kate gaslighting her husband. We never hear of wives <laughs> gaslighting their husbands. So uh, that's my high. I love that high. I think that's great. My favorite part of that movie is actually the Misfits song. I think it's very cute. And I like how they become friends. and go off together at that point and it's like the first time you see the two of them feel appreciated it's when they meet each other poor guys I do like that one too something that I thought was really horrifying about this one though that I never picked up on until I was looking for something horrifying in this movie was how Donner Rudolph's dad is like you have to hide your nose and he says this line to him I wrote this line down there are more important things than comfort, like self-respect <laughs> to his like child reindeer just because he was born with like a special little nose. So sad. It like really broke my heart how mean Donner was to his I kid. Know. I'm like, why does he even want to go home to his family? They're not nice to him. My scene of horror in this movie is when they're drifting away on the iceberg from the Island of Misfit Toys. How terrifying is that? Just like floating away into the fog. This movie, though, five out of five. Oh, totally. Thank so you, Montgomery Wards, for this character. He's love adorable. It. Now we get to talk about your favorite Christmas movie. I love this movie. It's so I good. like how dark it is. Yeah. There are plenty of horrifying moments to choose from. I mean, the like crux of the plot is around suicide. But yeah. like my high though, I mean, is the end. Like, of course, right? Like, um, George Bailey is holding his, like, adorable little daughter. And she's like, Daddy, look, an angel got its wings. And it's just so sweet. And, like, everything has come together. And, like, 
it's perfect. It's a perfect Christmas moment. I like when he's courting his wife um, and they're flirting and dating. And I think they're very cute together. And I love that moment where he catches her in the bushes without her robe. It's so funny. You're right, though. This movie is really dark. And I think that's why I like it so much. It's not just shiny, positive view of Christmas. Like, it's it's very thoughtful. The ear-damaging scene is so horrific to me. Didn't he make his ear bleed? Yes. That was also my horrifying moment. So, George trying to tell the chemist, like, no, you're going to poison this little boy if you give him this. And the chemist slaps him so hard that his ear bleeds. And then I think he has ear, like, yeah. he has, like, damage to his ear, like, forever after that. Yeah, it, like, does something visceral to me. It's awful. Like, thinking about that scene because it's just, like, heedless violence against a child who's trying to do the right thing. I know. It's, like, a very, very low moment in a movie full of dark moments. Yeah, I really hate that. And I always feel so bad for him later when he's reflecting on being the only person who helped this guy, right? Like he, this guy would have gone to jail or or something terrible would have happened to this guy if that had happened. And it took so much violence to to make that happen, to save this man. And that doesn't really get addressed, I feel like. No, I mean, it's nuanced in a way that I think a lot of Christmas movies aren't, which is why it's one of my favorites in that he is a morally gray character. He's not a perfect person, but he still deserves like some degree of grace. And I feel like George is such a good person for seeing that in the alternate reality where he would have gone to jail and become the laughing stock of town and all of that, that that wasn't a fitting end for him either. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's really dark though. Christmassy ranking, even though I accidentally mistook miracle on 34th street for this one, <laughs> it just, I'm going to blame it on the mom brain. Yeah. Um, I have five out of five. I love this one. It's so good. I just kind of waffled on it. It's definitely Christmas. It takes place around Christmas. It feels like a Christmas story, but it's super depressing. If I was rating it using your system, I'd probably give it four just because it's a bummer. (laughs) Die Hard, another cheat. I know it's not a Christmas movie, but my high, Alan Rickman. I mean, we have a lot of repeat actors in this um, we do. extravaganza that we're doing. Alan Rickman, um, terrible in Love Actually, incredible in Die Hard. I love his German accent. I feel like the tenor of his voice is like perfect. That's my high is is his German accent. I wrote down when he's falling from the building in slow-mo. It's just such a cool looking, horrible scene. It's also horrifying, right? Um, In fact, Mm -hmm. I put it on my horrifying choice as well, being thrown from the side of a building. But I feel like it's shot so well. It's a cool scene to watch. My horrifying moment was, I could have picked two. I know everyone loves the vent scene. Um, I have like very real claustrophobia. And the idea of having to like army crawl through a vent that you can't like turn around in, mm -mm, no way. The other is him picking oh, the glass God. out of his feet. Yeah. I don't know. 10%. 5%. It's basically Christmas is just a catalyst in this movie, and that's that's about it. It's the only reason why everyone's together, but that's about it. 
It's an incredibly low Christmassy ranking. It gives me zero Christmas warm and fuzzies. It's a good movie. It's just not a Christmas movie. Opposite end of the spectrum is Elf. It's so feel good and cute. And it's starring Will Ferrell of all people. I know. We get him again yeah. in this list. We have lots of people multiple times. Will Ferrell is here's Buddy the Elf. My high and something I just like think about when I think about spreading Christmas spirit and joy and the person that I am which is a craft-based person, is when Buddy decorates the department store. I put that too. It's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. I, I think because we both like crafts, we're just really drawn to that scene. <laughs> I know he uses magic, but to have come up with this overnight is just like a miracle. It's so amazing looking and I love it. Every Christmas, I want my house to look like that department store. I know. I cannot wait until Levi is old enough to make paper snowflakes and like ring garland. And like, that's all we're going to do from like October 31st until Christmas. Oh my gosh. And he can come to my house for Halloween and we'll do it for Halloween. Um, My horrifying moment is I like physically... Like my whole body turns in on itself when Buddy thinks that Peter Dinklage is an actual elf. Mm, yes. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so uncomfortable. I just put having Buddy as a son because it seems very chaotic and sometimes scary. It would be hard. <laughs> uh, I mostly see this as a Christmas movie. I mean, because it's an elf and it takes place around Christmas, but... It's also just about a guy who wants to find his dad. So I put mostly. This is very Christmassy for me. Um, 100% all the way in. I mean, you're right. Jingle all the way. On rewatch, I felt like a high that I would not have expected was Phil Hartman's character. He is so funny. And man, I love a guy in glasses. But he's just so smarmy and smug and like, the perfect Christmas neighbor and like just such a good character. Love him. I thought it was funny when Arnold and Sinbad are looking for a turbo man and they get laughed out of the store by the people working there. Cause like, yeah, it's the day before Christmas. What the fuck are you doing? Just forget about it. Very fair for them to laugh. What was your horror moment? The gag at the end that he didn't get his wife a Christmas present. <laughs> That's very like, funny. Of course. A fucking course. It was such a good gag, though. It's a great punchline, but also, like, come on. What was yours? I said this Christmas just being destroyed over some dumb toy. Because it's so true. It, you know, this sort of thing happens, mm -hmm. right, when people go crazy with the Christmas shopping. It's just, like, cool. The movie's about acquiring plastic things that's like the part of christmas i don't enjoy so that's why it's my horror i get that i, I really hate the like commercialism very you know capitalism based messages around some of these movies this one i i thought it was like a four out of five because it felt very realistic in terms of how people were in the 90s around like getting the perfect toy for your kid for christmas again i don't have a system i said yeah pretty much a christmas movie i feel like it's so perfect that we like have these radically different rating systems yeah it just focuses on the part of christmas i don't like but yeah it's pretty much a christmas movie 
Nightmare Before Christmas, something that we've talked about yeah. on this podcast before. You can probably guess what my high is. Can I guess what your high is? Is it the Oogie Boogie song? It is the Oogie Boogie song. <laughs> I knew you loved Oogie Boogie. Yes, I love Oogie Boogie. I love his song. It's a real high point in cinema in general for me. <laughs> it's a great uh, sequence. What about yours? I actually picked another song. Uh, the ending reprisal of Sally's song where they're on the, I don't know what you call it, like the Curly Q Mountain. It's a really nice mm-hmm. song. I really love that melody. And I love how the lyrics change to fit what's going on between those two characters. And I think it's also just really great visual composition. It's really great framing. It's a nice ending to that movie. Yeah. Props to Danny Elfman. We love Mm -hmm. him. Thank you, Danny. That sequence of children opening their Christmas gifts and they're all like horrible things like severed heads or like a snake. Like I just, it's hor. I mean, I love it. But it's also horrifying to think about like how thoroughly these people have ruined Christmas for people. It's funny because I I want that to be my moment of horror. It's definitely Zach's. Um, he likes to go on and on about what a terrible person Jack Skellington is for trying to ruin Christmas for everybody. But actually, it's when Shocklock and Beryl get the Easter Bunny. Like, what happens to the Easter Bunny? Did they even take him back? Does anyone know? No, no way. No, the Easter Bunny is done for. That's why we don't celebrate Easter anymore. I mean, it's the nightmare before Christmas. It's a 50-50 movie, I would say. it. It's 50% Christmas and 50% Halloween. You know, I love this movie. I think your 50-50 assessment is objectively accurate. Subjectively, this movie sits really firmly in Halloween for me. I think that usually after like mid-November, I'm not going to put Nightmare Before Christmas on. Oh, interesting. I know. it's. I'm learning a lot about myself (laughs) in this process. (laughs) But I do love it. And it's an excellent movie. It just, it doesn't have that like sparkle of a Christmas movie. It feels like a very like triumphant movie for Halloween. This is true. Yeah, it does center on Halloween Town (laughs) a bit more. And finally... Our last movie for Christmas Day, which I chose for this day because traditionally it's always been on TBS all day on Christmas every year, and that's The Christmas Story. I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it start to finish. Oh, cool. Yeah. In the years leading up to this, it was always like on TV while I was at a grandparent's house, and so I'd watch the middle of it to the middle of it you know you just like kind of blend it yeah to the other and so my childhood memory of this movie is just like vignettes but my high is a new high which is um I have this newfound sympathy for the mom (laughs) in this movie she's so sweet she's like so like haggard and like beleaguered especially the scene there's like so much pathos around her just trying to dress her sons for how cold it is and I'm like just trying to dress a baby for it being cold is like so impossible but like having to dress like a seven-year-old I also hadn't really seen this as a kid I don't think we ever had it on tv like we didn't do that so I watched this for the first time like a few years ago and I love it it's so funny and it's definitely a permanent fixture on my list I love the scene where 
Ralphie's teacher is in his imagination reading his paragraph about what he wants for Christmas because he's so fucking proud of this paragraph. It's so bad. It makes no sense. Like it's, but I, I, I looked over at Zach and I was like, this is the best paragraph. Like they did such a good job capturing the way a child would write a paragraph and be proud of it. It's just so funny to me. It's so real. My horrifying thing was something I kept this from when I was a child because it's something I think about still as an adult, which is getting your tongue stuck to a frozen pole. Me too. I hate thinking about it. I mean, if you think about horror movies, like having to like take off a layer of your the skin of your tongue. It's a saw trap, Kate. It's literally a saw trap. It is a saw trap. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I'm like, okay, what would I do? How would I get out of this if this was me? And it freaks me the hell out thinking about, oh, what if I slip and my tongue rips off or, you know, like it's just, oh my God. I hate thinking about it and I hate that scene. And I'm just so glad that it's as short as it is. I know, me too. I do think it's funny when they turn around and leave their friend they just sort of bail well the bell rang so gotta go sorry dude and don't tell anybody i know it's such a child thing to do to just be like okay well i have something else i'm supposed to do it's good um this one i mean it's a classic for a reason i'm so glad you put it on day 25 christmas day um five out of five perfect absolutely great cap to this insane amount of movies so many movies (laughs) this month I will definitely have to switch a few up for next year when I do this because I do this every year I try to pick movies that I either don't hate or they're free Mm -hmm. so we'll see what's available for streaming next year and maybe I'll share it early in case anybody wants to watch along and I'm going to plug this in addition to whatever streaming service that you might have Canopy is an app that is linked up to thousands of local libraries. So if you have a library card, you have free access to Canopy, which is a site that lets you stream movies for free. You can watch five movies a month. And a bunch of these movies that we talked about in this episode are available on Canopy. And that's Canopy with a K. Wow, Kate, we did it. We wrapped up the year. Uh, Did you have a favorite movie this year? I really enjoyed watching X. It was a really surprising, fun horror movie. I felt like it was just like such a good slasher movie. What about you? No, no, no. I really enjoyed We Need to Do Something. Uh, The family's trapped in the bathroom and there's some witchcraft involved. That was really good. And I, I was very surprised by how good it was. So I do recommend that one. My runner-up would have to be Prey. I loved Prey. Prey was really good. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that given more time, I'd have 10 movies to talk about. Oh, yeah. But, um, as always, tell us your favorite movie in the comments on our blog. We want to hear it. We want to see them. And thank you for another amazing year of Not Quite Dead. Yeah, we'll see you guys next year. We're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to stick with one topic all year. So next year, we're going to cover a bunch of ghost movies. So what we're going to be doing is a ghost movie a month, and then we will have some special episodes dedicated to new movies coming out. 
Make sure that you have liked us wherever you can like us and subscribe where you can subscribe so that you can keep up to date with us and watch things as we watch things. Happy New Year and happy holidays. This was Not Quite Dead. Check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Not Quite Dead Podcast and on Twitter at NQD underscore podcast. Follow our blog for bonus content at notquitedeadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And happy watching.